Everybody say out front. This is a sermon about leadership. Leadership. When you hear the word leadership, it conjures up a lot of ideas. In particular, when young people hear the term leadership, they think of all kinds of things. Some of you may be sitting here today, and you're thinking, I'm not a leader. God has not called me to lead. I want to put that to rest today. I believe every person has the capacity and the God-given gift to lead. Every one of us. I've heard people often say to me, what well, pastors are leaders born or are they just, are they made? My answer to them is both. You have the capacity to lead and hear this, Christian man and woman, boy and girl, God has called you to lead. Every one of you. I know, I know that maybe you're thinking, some of you like David, how many remember when, when, when actually I think it was Saul, when he was first called, uh, the Bible says that when God called him to be king, that he was running and he was hiding. He was ducking because he was afraid to be out front. By a show of hands, how many of you are afraid to be out front? Come on. Right? We only got two people that's afraid. Well, I need to call more of you up here. I'm watching whose hand are not up so I can call you up here. We have to be comfortable standing out. We live in a generation today where the enemy of our souls have ramped up the action. He wants you to be quiet, and, and particularly in school today, and the kids can testify to this, it's, very, it's a lot of pressure to keep your mouth shut and do not talk about your faith and talk about Jesus. But we got a word for you today. Even you who are on your jobs, wherever your sphere of influence is, you are expected to lead. I hear people say to me sometimes, Pastor. I am the, the only Christian on my job, and, and I just need to pray to God to get me out of there. What? <laughs> that, that you're the only one? That is great. Because you now have the opportunity to shine, baby, shine. Because the Bible declares that you are the light of the world. We have to come to a place where we're comfortable standing out. Jesus was the greatest leader of all time. You learn a whole lot from Jesus Christ. But contrary to what a lot of people think, Jesus wasn't in the, build, in the business of just building followers. He wasn't in the business of just building followers. Jesus was building leaders. Well, Pastor, why do you say that? Because if they were simply just followers, then when Jesus left, his ministry would have ceased. Every one of those disciples, they were leaders. They led wherever they were. You are young people. Hear me. If you're in the school today, and I hope you are, you are to lead right where you are. You are to be a person of conviction 
who has convictions, walking with Jesus, proclaiming by your lifestyle who you are and to whom you belong. You're called to lead. But in order to be out front, you got to know who you are. Hmm. Let me dwell with that for one second. There's a lot of confusion about sometimes about who we are as believers. But you can't ask nobody to follow you if you don't even know who you are yet. You can't ask somebody to really follow you if you're still trying to decide if I really want to be a Christian yet. Because uh, alert, alert, being a Christian is more than having a profession of faith and wearing a T-shirt with Jesus written on it. How many know that there's a kind of Christianity today? There's a kind of Christianity today where, 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 where people just are told, all you got to do is profess that you're a Christian, just, just say the words, and your life and your value system don't have to measure up. How many know we can't change a generation that way? People, how many know everybody who wear a cross on their neck don't mean that they're saved? I see some of the most provocative the most perverse things with people wearing crosses on their necks and they have no identity with Christ. We're not talking about that. God has called you to rise up and be a person of faith. Know who you are and be comfortable with who you are. Make a decision today. Am I going to try to follow the crowd or am I going to be like the person out front. God has called every one of you, particularly you young people in here, to be out front. You set the pace. You be the moral, listen to me, that you show people by your life what it really means to live right. And don't be intimidated because everybody else in the crowd ain't following Jesus. Don't be intimidated by that because I'm going to show you in a moment that it's well with those who follow Jesus. Are you hearing me? And in the end, when you follow Jesus, it's going to work out in your favor. See, godly leaders, they lead with conviction. They have a belief system. Let me know that if you're going to be a leader in this generation, you can't be trying to take polls and see what's popular. Every leader that I know, you don't lead by what is popular. You don't lead because everybody else is doing or not doing. You lead based on convictions. What do you believe? Do you really believe Jesus is your Lord and Savior? Or do you simply come to church every week and we're thinking that somehow that my mom and dad bringing me into church is somehow going to get me in? How many know that you can come to church for years and not be right with God? But I'm not declaring that over the people of God here. You hear me? We are not going to be coming to church every week and this word will not be hitting good ground. Are you hearing me today? So it brings us to three young boys. Everybody say young boys. Young boys. In Daniel chapter 3. I want you to catch this. Nebuchadnezzar was the king of Babylon. The children of Israel had been taken captive. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were three of the Jews. Jewish young people. Many theologians believe that these were 
These three boys were all under 18. I want you to understand that. They were young boys. Listen to, young, teen, listen to me, teenage kids, listen to me. You don't have to wait until you're 18 and 20 to make a difference. You can make a difference right now. How many know God want to use you? So Nebuchadnezzar was the king of Babylon, and he had set up a golden image. And he set up this golden image, and he sent out a proclamation through all the land that everybody had to worship this golden calf. And whoever didn't worship the golden calf would be killed or thrown into a burning, fiery furnace. So the proclamation went out, so every time they played the music, the music played, everybody, whatever you do, had to stop and worship the golden calf. But there were a couple, a few rebels in the crowd. <laughs> Who decided, who knew that the only thing they were supposed to worship was God? So they decided that, you know what? We're not going to bow down to your image because they have been taught to worship the Lord thy God and Him only shall you serve, Jehovah, God. So word got out to the king. Word gets out to the king and said, King, there are three young boys. They have decided that they are not going to worship. And the king was furious. He said, ha, bring them over here. So the three Hebrew boys, here they come. Now I want you to understand something before I proceed any further. See, how many know that when we talk about an image, an image here represented a God. See, whenever you and I bow to the society norms, how many know that the society and the ways of this world runs contradictory to the kingdom of God? How many know what I'm talking about? See, how many know that our world today is sexually confused? Our world today is confused about what's what. But how many know that God has given us clear direction on how we are supposed to live? And every single time we bow down to the ways of this world when we know it contradicts the word of God, in essence, what you just did is you've bowed to an image. Every time the world tells you to do something that goes contradictory to this book, you've bowed down to an image. At that moment, you said, okay. But I believe, I believe that we are not those. Do you hear me, what I'm saying this morning? We are not those that is going to bow down to the world because how many know that, that the kingdom of God is an everlasting kingdom? The Bible says heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will never pass away. The Bible said that forever, oh God, your word is settled in heaven. So listen to me. I don't care what the world say. I don't care what they say is norm. I don't care if whatever they want to do, if it contradicts the word of God, we must take a stand. Look at your neighbor and say, take a stand. But how many know in order to take a stand, you can't, you, 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 gotta, you, you can't be fearful. Some of you on your jobs. Some of you adults in the room, you know, the pressure comes on you sometimes too, doesn't it? Amen. Nah, 
Everybody want to be liked, right? Everybody want to be accepted. Nobody want, who likes to be ostracized? Who likes to be pushed out? You see what our children are dealing with today? You see how hard it is for them? But, 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 but here's the thing. Here's the thing. If we're going to change our generation, we got to come to a place. How many know, listen to me. How many know Jesus was very comfortable being out front? Yeah, but, but Jesus, how many know they were on him? Boy, they jumped all over him. You know, he died because of what he preached. He preached crazy stuff like love your enemies. Whoever has told you to love your enemies? You kill your enemies. What's wrong with you? Do good to those who harm you. That doesn't make sense. Bless those that curse you. What? Are you kidding me? I'm going to take your neck off. But this is the message of the kingdom. See, the kingdom of God is vastly different. We made something, we made, we made a comment today about Ferguson. See, see, if you're a believer, how many know we're supposed to represent the kingdom? We ain't going out there fighting, swinging, throwing blows, acting crazy. No, what's wrong with you? That's the old you. You are called to a higher standard. You've got to understand that you are a kingdom person and you are supposed to lead and show people the way. How many know there's blindness in Ferguson? I said there's blindness. And so you're called to be the light. You're called to be the person that brings a dimension of the kingdom that shake everything up. That means everybody. <laughs> so these three little boys, watch this. They were pushed. They were being pushed to worship the image. How many know that's what I call peer pressure? <sighs> Young people, how many of you sometimes are being pushed to have sex before you get married? How many of you are pushed to drink alcohol and get drunk at a young age? How many of you are pushed to be violent? How many of you are pushed by this society to do things that you know in your heart God don't want you to do? How many know that's peer pressure? But see, I like to flip the peer pressure. <laughs> You know, you're going to try to pressure me. I'm, if you try to pressure me, I'm going to pressure you back. I'm going to pressure you with righteousness. See, 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 Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. How many know the Bible says that if you look at chapter 3, verse 2, the Bible said everybody else is doing it. By the way, just because everybody is doing it don't mean it's right. Right there. Come on, clap. Young people, you got to understand that just because all of your friends are doing it don't mean that they're right. How many know that there's a such thing as the blind can lead the blind and everybody fall into the ditch? Nah, nah, but we're not those, you see. And so, and so, so the Hebrew boys, now look, look at, pick it up in verse number 14. You're still in, in Daniel chapter number 3. Look at this. Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying to them, watch this. And he's talking to the three Hebrew boys. He spoke saying to them, watch this. Let me, let me find my place. Nebuchadnezzar spoke saying to them, is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods 
or worship the gold image which I set up? Now, how many know that there's an opportunity right there there for them to to get out of it, right? Because the pressure's on, right? I mean, mean, because now they know that on the other side of them is they see that hot, fiery furnace. So is it true? Can you tell me? Anybody ever called you out? Is it true? Is it true that you've been living for Jesus? Is it true that you've been preaching the gospel? Is it true that you live a different standard? Verse 15, he says, now, if you are ready, at the same time you hear the sound of the horn. You see how the enemy does? When you hear the sound of this verse 15, when you hear the sound of the horn and the lyre and the psaltery and the symphony with all kinds of music, and you fall down and worship the image which I have made, good. But if you do not worship, you shall be cast immediately into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. And watch this. This is what Nebuchadnezzar said. And who it is, the God, who will deliver you from my hands. How do you know the enemy, he loves to boast, don't he? The devil ever threatened you to keep your mouth shut? Don't talk about your faith. Don't tell people what you, nobody want to hear that crap. By the way, God didn't call you to be a secret service Christian either. You can't find that in scripture. Ain't no such thing as them. If disciples were secret service, you may not be sitting in this place today. Somebody opened their mouths. Somebody had to tell it. And so, in all of his pride, see, one thing about Satan, he always wants to intimidate you. Young people, listen to me. Your friends will try to intimidate you, isolate you. Don't you dare come here. Some of you right now, if you're honest, you're afraid to even invite some of your friends to church. You're afraid to even tell your friend because you, uh, you think that, that, that by doing that, I'm not cool. You think that, 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 that if you did that, people would look at you and say, you're weird. But you know the truth, don't you? Amen. You know Jesus is coming back. And you know that in the end, Jesus is always going to have the last laugh. Are you hearing me? So watch this. So what do you think Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said in verse 16? <laughs> Look at this. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you on this matter. Now, hear me. Are you still listening? Say amen. Say, if you still listen, say amen. amen. Now, here, here's what you're saying. Here, here's what they were saying. They were like, now listen, listen. You got one more chance. You got one more chance. When I play the music, I want you to get down. You worship. Now, if you do that, you're good. But if you don't, I'm going to burn you up. Three teenagers. Teenagers. They said, they said oh, Nebuchadnezzar. Here's what they were saying. Let me interpret you, we don't even have to have a discussion about this. We don't, need to, we, don't need, we don't even need to have a group discussion. Dog, what do y'all think we should do? Should we go ahead and, and should we just go ahead and bow so we wouldn't get killed? Oh, what, 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 what? He said, oh, never. Oh, we don't even need to have a discussion about this. We don't, need it. we don't need to even talk about this. Why? Listen to what he said. Look at this. He said in verse 17, watch this. If that is the case, our God we serve is able to deliver us from the fiery furnace. How do we know that he's able? 
How many know that he is able? He said, they said, our God, he said, if that be the case, then we know this, that if God wanted to, he will deliver me up out of your hand. Now watch this. And he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But look at verse number 18. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor we will we worship the gold image which you have set up. You know what that is, folks? That's leadership. That's conviction. They said, look, here's what they said. It doesn't matter what you say, King Nebuchadnezzar. We are willing to even die for this. How many know them boys had some strong faith? They had some strong faith. He said, let it be known to you. He said, look, God, God will deliver us, but just in case you need to know, either way, we ain't going to bow down. We need some folk today that will say, devil, I don't care what you try to do to me. I don't care what pressure you bring on me. I'm not going to slip back into my old ways of living. I am not going to bow down to the ways of this world. I am going to stand up for Jesus no matter what you do to me. It doesn't matter. How many know we need that kind of faith today? We need that kind of faith. You see, the Hebrew boys, they had already determined that they were going to serve God. Young people, I want to ask you a question today. I know you come to church. I get that. But let me ask you a question. Have you really decided to follow God. Have you really decided? Because if you're still in the valley of decision, when the pressure comes on you, you're not going to be able to stand. And for some of you adults in here who are still, you know how some of us are, we like this, one foot in, one foot out. How many know that until we make a decision to follow Christ, until we really decide when the pressure comes on and, and hear me, the pressure is coming. When the pressure comes, you will cave until you make up your mind ahead of time. Not wait till you get in the fight, but listen, before you get to the pressure that you already made up in your mind, I'm going to walk with God. I'm walking with God. I'm going to serve God. I am not going to go back. Adults, raise your hands. You made a decision in your mind that you ain't going back to your old way of living. Now I want you to look at your, if you got your, your child in here, look at, your, look at your child and say to your child, I ain't going back. Follow me. Follow me. You know why? Because parents, listen to me, parents, if you ain't following Jesus, guess what? Parents, if you ain't going to take a stand for Jesus, guess what? If you ain't going to walk with, if you're going to play James, if you're going to go to church every now and then, how I many of your kids are probably going to go to church what? More than likely, they won't even go every now and then. What you do in moderation, I've discovered your children will do in excess. Keep that in mind. I've learned. I'm, try, I'm telling you. What you do in moderation, your children will do in excess. So you parents, you are setting a tone. You need to set, you need to set before your children an aggression toward the kingdom of God. When I say aggressive, I mean a kind of aggression that says, you know what, I'm going to be radical for Jesus. I'm going to stand. Even though it gets hard. And look at this, look at this. So 
all three of the Hebrew boys, they get thrown into the fire. And in fact, before they got thrown into the fire, Nebuchadnezzar was so mad that he says, turn the heat up seven times harder. <laughs> it was so hot that the people that were responsible to put them in the fire, they got burned. I mean, no, boy, I mean, it was hot. But how many know, but this is the time where you need a miracle. This is the time where you need God to show up. Let me tell you, God will show up. Young people hear me and old people alike. God will show up when you have made a decision to stand for him. Do you hear me? God will show up when you've made a decision to stand. Look at the neighbor say, stand. Look at verse number 23. And these three men. Oh, this is our start in verse 22. Therefore, because the king's command, we're still in Daniel chapter 3, was urgent and the furnace exceedingly hot, the flame of the fire killed those men and took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down bound in the midst of the burning fiery furnace. The king, the king, then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished. Everybody say astonished. He rose in haste and spoke, saying to his counselors, did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? Oh, they answered and said to the king, true, O king. But look, he answered, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire and they are not hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the son of God. We believe that to be a theophany, that Jesus showed up and he brought them through the fire. Yeah. What God wants you to know today, young people, don't be afraid to stand up for Jesus. Don't be afraid to bring people to church. Don't be afraid to tell, don't be afraid to stand up for what you know is right. Because when you do, when the pressure comes, when they pick on you, when they tease you, in the end, they got to acknowledge that the fire didn't burn you. That Jesus said, I will be with you. I didn't know he was with them through the fire. Yeah. See, the fire represents pain. It represents abuse. It represents uh, 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 persecution. It represents tribulation. See, the fire, the fire represents this thing that is pushing up against you. But when the children of Israel, when the Hebrew boys made up in their mind, they were going to go with Jesus no matter what. Jesus said, I'm going to walk with these boys because these boys got some radical faith. I got to go. And Jesus showed up in the fire. And the New Testament hadn't even come yet. <laughs> Jesus showed up and he brought them through the fire. But here's the thing, though. If you're not willing to take a stand, more than likely you'll get consumed by the fire. See, adults, if we're not willing to take a stand for Jesus, if we want to play with the world, we want to play with sin, the more than likely, you know the old saying that if you play with fire, you get what? But if you, if you stay with Jesus, you'll make it through. He says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. But, but what is he talking about? He's talking about people that are determined to stand up for him. Even though everybody else around you is not doing it. Even though everybody else around you is telling you that, you know what, that, that Jesus ain't coming back, that your faith is just a bunch of stuff. How many know, give, I'm just telling you that give God a chance to show himself strong. I dare you. I dare you. I dare you stand up for Jesus. 
I dare you, young people, bring somebody to church. I dare you to even wear a shirt to school that says Jesus saved. I dare you. I dare you to do it. And watch what God did, what God will do. But, then, but look, it, it goes a little bit further. God delivered them. But watch this. Verse number 29. Therefore, I make a decree. Now, oh, Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar got a revelation now. Here's what he said. After he saw that, how many know after you see something like that, you might change your opinion. He saw the boys come through that hot fire furnace, and the Bible said they didn't even smell like smoke. <laughs> Nothing get the boys walked in. They won't even touch no harm. They didn't even smell like they came out. I believe they came out like this. Because, you know, they got some names. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I'm just saying. All right, so. You know those names, you know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You know what I'm saying? Some of y'all still trying to figure that out. So, all right. So, <laughs> so they came up out of there. Pimping, whatever you want to call it. With that swag on, that's right. God brought me out. Hallelujah. But look at verse number 29. The king Nebuchadnezzar said this. Therefore, I make a decree that any people, nation, or language that speak anything amiss against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. If anybody say anything against the God of destiny, Elise, Nyla, if anybody say anything against the God, God, they're going to get it. But but what he says, he says, Anybody speak against it, God, they shall be, listen to this, cut in pieces. <laughs> and their houses shall be made an ash heap, because there is no other God who can deliver like this. Okay, here's what God wants me to tell you today. The same God, everybody say the same God. Same. The same God that delivered the three Hebrew boys is the same God will deliver you right now where you're at. He's the same God. He ain't changed. The same God that delivered the Hebrew boys is the same God who will deliver you if you're willing to be out front. Do we got anybody today that's willing to be out front today? Do you want to get out front today? See, how many know that when you take a stand for Jesus, your stand can bring salvation to many other people? I believe that the church is not effective as we could be in winning the loss because we are not taking the stand that we need to stand, that we need to take. See, if we all, everybody look this way. Was it a fire being started? Hallelujah. We walk right through it, baby. Ain't going to mess with us. Ain't nothing happening here. Hallelujah. God is good. We're good. We're covered. You remember I told you? Okay. So, so, <laughs> So the Hebrew boys, so, the, so watch this. So these boys, because of their witness, because they took a stand, other people looked at them and said, I want to, I want to follow that God right there. That's a bad God right there. I see what God has done in your life. Young people, look at How many of you want to be blessed? Raise your hand. How many of you want to be blessed? And here's what you got to do. Here's what you got to do. Take a stand for Jesus. Amen. Take a stand for Jesus. 
I want you to take a stand for Jesus and watch what happens. That there'll be, you'll get, God will give you some friends. Amen. Don't worry about friends. Yeah, listen, don't worry about no friends. God will give you some friends. Let me tell you something. People will stand with people that got conviction, even if they don't believe you. But because you're a person that stands on principle, they'll respect you. I mean, no, they had to respect Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. They had to respect, I may not like, but boy, when I saw that, oh boy, nobody ever touched that guy. That's a bad, that whoever you serve, I want to serve that God. But you got to stand up. But then look what it says at the end of that verse, verse number 30. Then the king promoted. <laughs> Help me with this. All right. The king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. Hold up. Just a few minutes ago, he was like, throw them in the fiery furnace. And less than three minutes, they go from a death sentence to promotion. How many know God is a good God? Give God praise. Come on. Come on. You see, if you walk with God, God will promote you. He'll put all your enemies to shame. All those friends that want to mess with you, all you got to do is say, God, deal with it. Because there's no God that can deliver like your God. Your God is a bad God. Your God is a strong God. Your God is a powerful God. All he wanted is somebody that would just take a stand. Finally, in closing, how can we develop? How can we develop the character of the Hebrew boys? How many of you want to be like, how many of you would say right now, I'm like the Hebrew boys? You know, my eyes sometimes fail me. How many say right now, I got the faith of the Hebrew boys? God is looking for some soldiers. God is looking for some people who don't want to play church. God is looking for some people that is willing to stand when it's hard. How do we develop the character of the Hebrew boys? Here's how you do it. Renew your mind. Renew your mind. Train your mind to think like Christ. Parents, can I say something to you? Please don't get offended. Y'all know I love you in Jesus' name. You know I love you. You know, I love you, but you know your pastor got to tell you the truth. The truth to make you free. You know, you know that the world is battling for the mind of our young people. And, and we got to be smarter than this. Here's what I mean. We got to be smarter than, well, if it don't have any curse words in it, and if it don't have any vulgarity in it, I'll let them listen to it. I'll let them watch. No, what is the message? It's the message in the music. It's the message that we see on TV. I hate Nick. Oh, oh. Nick at night, anyway. Why is it Nick at night? I'm just saying. I saw some stuff on Nick at night, and now I'm, I'm tripping. I'm just, you got to be discerning. The world is battling for your child's mind. So here's what we got to do. We got to make sure that the music they listen to, the entertainment that you look at, Whatever it is, that does this support, if Jesus was sitting right here beside me, could both me and Jesus watch this movie together? Oh, if Jesus was riding me in the car, can Jesus jam to what I'm listening to? Every single time. If we're going to renew our minds, how many know the parents? that Listen to me. This is bigger than you. 
God has given you the most precious thing that you could ever. He's given you your children. How I many know they're a gift? I know sometimes you wake up in the middle of the night and you try to question that, but trust me, they're a gift. Keep saying it. They're a gift. God, thank you, God, thank you for the gift. Just keep saying it. Keep saying it. Faith will come. <laughs> Faith will come. <laughs> they are a gift. But here's the thing, though. What we do with the gift is very important. You, you see, every single time we have, every time they have Bible study, we have anything in this church that can train our kids, how many know that they need to be around the word? The more that the kids hear the principles of God, the more that, because other than that, what else are they feeding on? The more that they get the principles of the kingdom, the more you bring them into the house of God. And listen, it, listen even, if the, even if it ain't your message, how many know it would be better than what they would be getting from the world? I guarantee you that. Because if we're going to renew our mind, we got to think differently. Are you hearing me? We got to fill our hearts and our minds with the truth. You shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. So then if I'm going to renew my, the mind of myself, number one, I need to get in the Word because I need to be an example. I need to be an example. And then number two, I need to make sure that my kids get exposed to the things of God on a regular basis. The next, be imitators of God. This is just five quick points. I'm going to be done in two minutes. How can we develop the character of Christ? Number one, renew your mind. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing your mind. Number two, be imitators of God. Ephesians 5.1. Young people, listen to me. Young people, everybody who's under 18, look up. And, and those of you who are hovering around 18, you can look up too. Because some of y'all are 18, but you ain't... Age is a number. Because some of you still living like you're 12. And you're 25. I'm just saying. I ain't want to pick on nobody in this place. But the Bible says, be imitators of God. How many know, I'm not going to call names, but some of, the, some of the people that we want to try to imitate on the TV screen, we should not be trying to imitate. Some of these singers, some of these rappers, some of these movie stars, I'm telling you, first and foremost, be an imitator of God. Let him be your role model. Amen. Let Jesus be your role model. Amen. You don't need the role models of the world. Listen, it's nothing wrong with appreciation, good, appreciating good talent as long as that talent does not press up against the kingdom. I'm okay with it. Amen. We're going to play some 70 music at the Christmas party. Amen. I'm coming ready. It's going to be good 70 music. I'm going to be ready to dance. I can do that. But you know what? It ain't gonna violate the it ain't gonna violate the kingdom. See, we're in the world, we're just not of the world. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We're not we're not like some some religious so 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 earth so heavenly minded that we're no earthly good. You hear what I'm saying? But kids, here's what I'm trying to say. Don't want to be like Mike, want to be like Jesus. That's all I would say about that. Little Wayne ain't your role model. Jesus is. That's all I'm going to say about that. I got to stop because I start calling. I said I won't want to do that because I can, I can go down the list. Jesus, everybody say Jesus. Jesus. Walk in the light. Number three, walk in the light. Ephesians 5, 8, for you were once darkness. Everybody say once. Don't you know you guys say you used to live, you used to walk in, you know when it's dark? Anybody ever try to walk in the darkness? 
At nighttime, I do that every now and then because I'm too lazy because I don't want to cut the light on, so I just want to try to walk in the dark. And you ever, like, hit something, man, it hurts? Because you walk in the dark and my wife wake up, ah! you know, I'm on the floor and <laughs> knocks on my head. The darkness sucks. <laughs> ain't nothing good about the darkness. But you know what happens every time the light comes on? There ain't no competition with light and darkness. Every time the light comes, darkness go boom. See, you got to walk in the light. Sometimes young people hear me. The best thing that you can do, the best witnesses you can do is when you see when you see bad behavior or wrong behavior, something, all you got to do, you, may, you don't even have to say anything. Just say, see you later. Why'd you walk away? Because I ain't doing that. I mean, no, that sometimes could be the best witness that you ever get. Because they'll be looking at you like, what's wrong with you? So you got to walk in it. You got you to obey. Everybody say obey. obey. You got to do it. Obey them. Number four, don't fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. Doesn't mean, Ephesians 5, he said, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works. Doesn't mean that you can't have friends. It means that you, as my friend, you need to understand that I have values. Amen. <laughs> you need to understand, we can be buddies, but I'm a Christian. And I'm not just a Christian in name only. I actually live this thing. So if you want to be my friend and hang out with me, then you got to respect me. Because I'm a boy, I'm a man, a woman of God, a boy, a girl of God, whatever you want to call it. Then lastly, you got to embrace your calling to be our friend. Embrace your calling. Matthew says this, Matthew 5, verses 14 and 16. It says, you are the light of the world. Let's think about that for a minute. You are the light of the world. So if you're sitting back and you're waiting for the world to change and you're not going out front to change it, then it won't change. How many know that the, the, she sung the song, the, the sung the song earlier, let the church rise? Let the church rise from the ashes. Do you get it? Let the church rise from the... See, the church got to rise because if the church ain't rising, ain't nothing going to change. Don't complain about how bad, how bad things are unless you're willing to stand up for what's right. Don't, stand, don't, don't say, well, the times are really bad. What are you doing about it? You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket. How many of you have ever lighted a lamp and put it under a basket? Nobody. But you put it on a lampstand and give light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father. That's it. Let your light shine. Let it shine. And then here's what you got to do. Let the chips fall wherever they may. If people get offended for you being a Christian and stating your cause, that's their problem. It's not yours. If you don't like what I do or what I represent, that's your problem. If you don't want me saying that your adultery is wrong, then don't commit adultery in my presence. Don't come joke. Don't even joke. I don't, don't even joke with me about it. I mean, no, we need to be so firm that we don't need, we, there should be no hint of unrighteousness in us. Amen. People ought not even have certain conversations in your presence. When you, you know you're really walking with God, but people will be a little bit, they'll be a little shy about certain things. They see you, be like, oh, we can't, well, let's come over here and talk, because, you know, excuse me, you know. But if people feel very, very comfortable around you talking about their sin and their unrighteousness, but you got to ask yourself the question, what am I representing? 
I want to challenge you today. I want to challenge every one of us today. Let's rise up. Let's get out front and let's show people how they're supposed to live. Don't sit back no more. Young people, don't sit back. Walter, come on up here, please, with me. Young people, don't sit back. I want all under 18, come on up here. All under 18, come on up here. Come on. Hallelujah. April, sit down. I'm going to tell you right now, sit, you. Shout out over there squirming in their seat. I want y'all to stand right in front of me. Stand right in front of me. There you go. Now I want y'all to turn around and face me. No, actually, you know what? You're doing it right. Look, look this way. I want, the, I want the congregation to see. I want you to see these faces here. Because some of you sometimes, you say, well, pastor, I don't know what to pray for sometimes. I want you to see these faces because they need it. When I was a kid, we had some pressure, but I can't imagine with all the technology and the amount of pressure that they have to try to do the right thing today, our generation, our society is confused. Are y'all hearing me? Listen to me. Jesus, his way is the only way. I want all of you looking at me. His way is the best way. And if you take a stand for Jesus and do what's right, Jesus said he'll walk with you. And in the end, everybody who laughs at you, they're going to have to clap their hands later on because God is, going to, God is going to exalt you. He's going to promote you. He's going to promote you in the eyes of men. Why? Because he wants the world to know that he is the king. And you are his representative. You guys, don't listen to me. Don't just come to church and just say, okay, I just want to do this thing because my mom and my dad brought me here. But live it. Amen. Be a Christian. Be comfortable being out front. Amen. Don't seek to be a follower. Don't seek to fit in. God, listen to me. God has not called you to blend in. He, listen to me, everyone. God has not called any of you to blend in. He's called you to be out front. The anointing is out front. The favor is out front. The Hebrew boys, God promoted them. Why? Because they were out front. But if they're standing back, we're standing back, and we're letting the world, we're letting the world take the lead, then, then, then we're not going to make a difference. And the people that you love so much, the people, your friends, that you love so how many of you got friends that don't come to church? Do you not know that there's a heaven and a hell? If you love your friends, the best thing you can do for your friends is to pray to God to save them. And, and you tell them about Jesus. Bring them out. The brother Walter have a youth group every fourth Friday. Every third Friday of the month. Get with brother Walter. Parents, y'all see this? I want you to see, to see this guy right here. All right? I want y'all to hold him accountable. But this man right here, 
Every, every third Friday, they spend time on their very busy schedule so that they can minister to our young people. It's not just for you. You are building something. When they get around the presence of God, the word of God, we listen to me. You need to connect with them and bring your friends to the youth group. And if you want, listen, if you want your youth group to change or if something you don't like about your youth group, then tell Mr. Walter. Don't just sit back and I'm not going to bring it. Tell Mr. Walter, I want to bring my friends. But understand, understand, when you, how, how many of you want to be blessed? How many of your kids want to be blessed? Come on, everybody, raise your hand. Are you scared? Don't, don't, if you want to be blessed, keep your hand down, okay? Then here's how you be blessed. Walk with Jesus. Walk with Jesus. Take a stand for Jesus. And don't let them try to pressure you to drink, get drunk, have sex, all that, whatever. Don't let them try to, you're not a bully. You don't go out fighting, beating people. It ain't cool to be in a gang. Your gang is, the, your posse is Jesus Christ and his kingdom. Amen. That's your posse. You don't have worldly posse. Get rid of that stuff. Your posse is Christ. And so we want to say a prayer this morning. I want to say a prayer for all these young people. I want to pray for you. I want to believe God, that God will, not, God will establish you and that God will give you the courage. Because that's what you're going to need, the courage and the wisdom and the insight to do what's right. And the three Hebrew boys, they were teenagers. They were, they were like you. Can you imagine Jeremiah, them looking at the king and saying, we ain't going to bow down to your image? Can you imagine? Can you imagine that kind of faith? So we want to pray and we want to believe God over you. Amen. Amen. Walter, I want you to go ahead and lead the prayer. Amen. Let me get this microphone. Turn on this mic. Sit right here, young man. And church, I want you to point your hands toward them. And listen to me. I want you really, for the next few moments, I want you to have a spirit of faith. I want you to cry out to God. I want you to pray and agree with us that these children will live out their purpose, they will live out their destiny, and that they will walk with God. And that God will give them the courage that they need. And believe God while we pray. Believe God for your children. And wherever we need to fix it, then we need to address that. But we need to believe God for our kids, children. Amen? Okay, young people. Cut, cut on his, you got his mic on? Cut his mic on. Walter's mic. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Shut your hands, Father. We thank you, Father God, for the young people this day, Father God. Thank we you. thank you for them in the name of Jesus, Father God. I, I ask you to lift them up, Father God, above all the, all the issues of life, Father God. Make them bigger. Make them bigger. Make them bigger than what they are, Father God. Make them bigger. Make make them uh, uh, leaders, Father God, in their school, Father God. Let them not be afraid, Father God, to minister, Father God, to to their friends in school. Let them not be afraid to mention the gospel. Let them not be afraid afraid to mention your name in the, in the name of Jesus, Father God. Let them not bow down to the image of Baal, Father God, but let them listen to you and obey you and to respect your, your values, Father God, in your kingdom in the name of Jesus. Father God, I pray, I, I pray that they, they, they be leaders, Father God. Give them strength to overcome the temptations of life, Father God, the temptations in their school, Father God, the temptation over media, Father God, the temptation over all wicked things, Father God, peer pressures of life, Father God.
God. Lift them up in a mighty way, in a mighty way. Put them up front. Put them lead. Make them leaders. Put them out front. Put them out front. Let them be respected, Father God. Let them be known in their school that that's a man, that's a woman, that's a child of God in the name of Jesus, Father God. Lead them. Soften their hearts. Enter their hearts. Soften their hearts. Open their ears to the gospel. Open their eyes to you, Father God. Yes, God, all of them, all of them. Let them know that their age, your spiritual age is not a number. Your spiritual age is not a number, Father God. Let them know that they can do anything, anything, Father God, anything with you in the name of Jesus. Happy birthday, Brittany, in the name of Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. Glory, give God glory, give God glory from the youngest to the oldest of the youth, Father God. Bless them, bless them, raise them up, Father God. Let them not take take uh, this for granted, the things with they, that they know about you, Father God. Let them be obedient children of God. Let them be obedient children of God. Let them teach their parents something, Father God, about obedience and obeying God and hearing God's voice. In the name of Jesus, I pray this. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, bless them, bless them, bless them, bless them, bless them. Bless them, bless them in the name of Jesus. Bless them, bless them, bless them, bless them, bless them, bless them. You are different, you are different, you are a standout. Bless them, you are different, you are a standout. You are different, you are different, you are a standout in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Yes, God. Father, I agree with my brother this morning. God, we thank you. I agree with my brother this morning that these children are blessed and they're highly favored. God, that no weapon formed against none of them will prosper. No weapon formed. The devil has been defeated. I declare and we decree that every one of these, not one will be lost, not one, in the name of Jesus, that they are all saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost from their youth. And God, that you would go before them and they will prosper in whatever they lay their hands to do because God, you are with them in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, everyone who's a parent up there, stand up. Parents, parents, just stand up right where you are. If you're a parent, stand up. Hallelujah. If you're a parent, stand up. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, I pray for these parents. Father, first of all, I thank you, Lord, that they have a presence of mind to bring their children, Father God, to the house of God. But Father, being a parent today is very difficult. It's very challenging. But God, I pray that you would give the parents strategic wisdom, that you would give them insight and knowledge. I pray, Lord God, that their, their kids will not be able to get anything over them. God, I pray, God, that you would give the parents the wisdom, the skill, the understanding, the knowledge, and everything that they need to equip their children today. God, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that you would be with these parents, oh God, and that God, that their prayers for their children, God, that you would hear them, God. Sometimes the prayers in the midnight hour. Sometimes, Lord, they don't even know what to do. They're crying out for their kids, oh God. But Lord, I pray that you would reward the parents for their faithfulness. Lord, as, as, as they honor you, Lord, that you would bless them and bless their children with long life and their children will fulfill their destiny, oh God, and that our children will bring you glory and that they will bring you honor. Father, anoint these parents. Be, oh Lord, watch over them, oh God. Thank you, Father, for the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. And I hear the Holy Spirit saying to you, parents, be steadfast. Be steadfast. No matter what everybody else is doing, and, and, and I hear the Holy Spirit saying, yes, sometimes it's hard, but, but be steadfast. Jesus is your compass. 
do what you know to do and God will do the rest. Do what you know to do. Do what you know to do. God said he'll do the rest. Amen. Amen. Come on, give our young people a hand clap of praise. Amen. Amen. And we never like to close our service um, without giving uh, everybody an opportunity um, to give their life to Christ. Um, young people, I want you to come back this way. You can go to your seats. Hey, hallelujah. Come on, give them one more hand as they go. You are champions. You are heroes. You are heroes. We love you. But we never like to close the service without giving everyone a chance to give their life to Jesus. You know why we do what we do? And we exist because we want to see God's kingdom expanded. We love people. If you're sitting here today and you are not a Christian today, I'm not talking about if you went to church. I get that. You going to church don't make you a believer. And I'm talking to everybody, young and old. If you've never given your life to Jesus, you say, Pastor, I haven't given my life to Jesus yet. But today I want to do that because I realize that without Jesus, I will spend eternity away from him. There is a hell. The devil don't want you to know it. The devil don't want you to know it. But Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. You're sitting here today and you say, Pastor, I, I, I want to know that today, that if I die today, that I'll go to heaven. I keep thinking several years ago when I was at a church and there was an elder at that church and he loved God and he was standing up inviting people to come to Christ and before he went home, he was in perfect good health. He went home, he had a heart attack, came out of nowhere, he died. Here's the thing, guys. The Bible says that we don't know what a day may bring. Today, if you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts. I don't want you to walk out of this building. I don't want you to leave these doors without knowing that you're God's kid, that you're going to heaven. If, you, if God took, if your life went today, you would go and be with him in eternity. Jesus died for you. He loved you so much that if you were the only one, nobody's talking, nobody's moving, please. Nobody's talking, nobody's moving. The Holy Spirit is speaking. Don't resist the Holy Spirit. If the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, if you hear this voice inside of you saying, give your life, raise your hand. Don't resist it. That's love talking to you. You say this morning, Pastor, I want to know. I need to give my life to Jesus today. I want to do it today. I've heard today. I've heard. I've seen that there's no God that can deliver like this God. I want to give my life to him. If that's you this morning, will you please raise your hand. Raise your hand. I want to pray with you. Give your life to Jesus today. Is there one? Is there one who says, I want to get right with God today? Is there one who want to get right with God today? Is there one? Is there one? Hallelujah, hallelujah. That's it. We see that one hand. Hallelujah. Is there another one? Is there another one? Hallelujah. Is there another one who want to get right with Jesus today? Hallelujah, hallelujah. 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 Is there another one? I, I, want, I want to encourage you. Can you just come on up? Come on, give her a hand as she comes. This is the daughter of the Akins, amen. And, uh, and she's, she's just, you're back from, uh, you're in the army. And she's been going through, well, you just like your mom. She, yes, sir. Uh, you know, um, but I want you to know something here. Um, this, is, this is absolutely amazing because 
you know, we've been praying for you, and I said, we've been praying for you. When anybody in this church come and they ask me to pray, I pray. And we've been praying and believing God for you. And I believe that God has an amazing plan for your life. He, God want to do something in your life that is beyond your understanding. This was not just an accident. Your being up here is not an accident. You didn't come here expecting to do this today, but God did because God is working inside of you because he loves you. He loves you. And he's going to chart. He had to chart a, a course for you already. If you think that you've seen, you haven't seen nothing yet. The best is yet to come. And so by your coming up here today, here's what you're saying. You're saying, Lord Jesus, I want to make you Lord of my life. And, that, and what that simply means is to make him Lord means that he become master. That he's the one that tells you how to live your life. That everything you do, that you seek him first. The Bible says, seek first the kingdom. And God says, I'll take care of everything else. So by coming here today, you're saying, Lord Jesus, I want to live with you. I want to get right with you. I want to serve you the rest of my life. I want to give my life to you. I want to know that if for some reason I didn't make it out of his room today, for some reason that I know that I'll be with you for eternity. Jesus, I want to give my life to you today. Is that what you want to do today? You ready to take that step of faith? Amen. Then pray with me. Church, raise your hands. Stretch your hands toward this, this woman of God. Father, you said in your word there's joy in heaven over one sinner that repents. Hallelujah. God, we thank you for this daughter right now of Abraham. Satan, you have lost. You have no authority and no power over this daughter. God, we thank you, Lord God, that you're working in her heart. I feel your presence over this young woman. I feel you working in her heart. I feel your presence, oh God. In the name of Jesus. Father, I pray that you will undergird her, that you would give her supernatural ability. Father, that you would confirm your presence in her heart today. God, that you would let her know, God, that you are with her. That, God, that you would give her a special favor because she belongs to you. Now, I want you to repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I thank you for dying for my sins. I repent. I turn to you. Be my Lord. Be my master. I need you in my life. Go before me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. I'm yours right now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Church, give God praise for that. Amen. Amen. Out of all the decisions that you've 